The Mr. B.S. Show? What fresh hell is this? What? Do these imbeciles think I'm some lowly party clown pulling endless handkerchiefs from my jock for their bloody amusement? Um, the check just cleared. Shit, it did. <laughs> well, that certainly changes things. <clears throat> Hello, dear listeners. I am your resident clown prince of crime, here to welcome you to the Mr. B.S. Show podcast. If you dig your time here, consider following these gents on Twitter, at Matt Siebert, at Midnight Smoke One, or together at the Mr. B.S. Show. Please do enjoy your day. Now you're sure it cleared, right? Uh, look, I wanted to meet up with you guys before the show to go over things that I've been noticing in the, edi- <coughs> in the editing room. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's hear it, man. I wanted to remind you both that once the music starts, we're in character, and we should try to remember that throughout. Even if one of us seems to break character, remember it's all part of the act. Unless, of course, they use the safe word. Then we will know that they're being super serial. Show safe word? When do we get one of those? Well, technically, we don't have one yet. Hmm. I'm preparing to provide you with our first safe word momentarily. I just wanted to run you guys back through things quickly. Ah, okay, cool. Now, the first ever BS show safe word is... Banana rum cake. (gasps) That sounds awesome! I am so hungry right now. Mm. Yeah. Are we ready to go? Yep. Yep. This is Steve. And this is Augie. And welcome into this episode of the Mr. BS Show. Yeah, and I'm already eating some fucking banana rum cake. Dude, what are you doing? Huh? What? Quit breaking the fourth wall and shit. No one heard us talking about the banana rum cake, which is why it could be used as a safe word. Now, everyone is thinking about it, and we can't use it. Come on, man. We didn't say anything about not using it in the show. It was sort of implied when defined as a safe word, Steve. You just get too damn excited. Okay, sorry. Can we do a different one? Yes. I actually anticipated this potential issue and have prepared several more options for us. They are not to be used. However, we'll use the next one. The new safe word is Guardy Lou. <gasps> Ooh, I know that one. It's from the Kevin Smith podcast thingy. Yep. Now don't say it once we start, okay? Got it. And action. And welcome into this episode of the Mr. BS Show. Fuck yeah, guys. Let's start doing funny stuff. We'll start this week like we do every week with idioms for idiots. Idioms for idiots. It's a sexy groove that gets your body moving, yeah. Idioms for Idiots is a segment where we make up funny origins for popular idioms. Pick a letter, guys. G. Don't. Yes, G. Okay, let me find one. 
Good times roll. Good times roll. Oh, I got it. Whenever I roll a joint, I'm letting the good times roll. Nice one. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Great job. Next letter. W. Okay. W. Darty Lou. What the fuck, Steve? I saw a spider by my foot. I was in danger, so I used a safe word. Dude, that isn't what the safe words are for. Do you ever actually listen to what people are saying to you? Or do you hear everything other people say as wah, 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 unless you also hear the word sex or weed included in the sentence? I'm sorry, what? All I heard was sex and weed. Which one do you want to do? I swear to God. <laughs> Steven, please listen very closely to what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The safe words are for the moments in the show when we are breaking character. And we want other members of the team to know that we're being serious. Okay? Oh, okay. I got it now. My bad, you guys. All right. Here is the next safe word. Caddy Wampus. Got it. Great call. That's an almost perfect choice, man. Thanks. Love it. Ready to start again? Yeah. And action. So that brings us to Mr. McTuggins Tales. <laughs> and now it's time for Mr. McTuggins Tales. <laughs> Mr. McTuggins Tales is a segment where we try to entertain our show cat, Mr. McTuggins, and our show mouse, Mr. McShow, with different assorted tales, games, and stuff. This week, Steve the Knight is showing up to give us a tale from time. Once upon a time, in the far-off land of 1965, a brown time box appeared on a Californian beach. The door opened, and out stepped Steve the Knight, dressed only in a pair of board shorts and his helmet. Under his arm was an exquisite surfboard that looked meticulously well-maintained and lovingly waxed. He gazed out towards the ocean at the beautiful people lying about, especially the ones who were going topless. Actually, now that he thought about it, he appeared to be the only guy in sight. Every other individual was a topless, beautiful woman. Yeah, Steve the Knight could hardly believe this good fortune, nor contain his unbridled excitement. Seriously, dude? This is the best that you could muster after all this time. A weird 1960s horny teen fever dream? What's next? They're all going to drop E and have a massive 30-page orgy? <laughs> Tasteful one. Unbelievable, man. I know! It should be a minimum of 35 pages for sure! And definitely involve a couple of large cloven-hoofed critters, too. No! I was referring to the clearly poorly thought-out story whose sole intent is to let Steven write out some weird 60s softcore titty porn thing! I objectify. There's no one intense in the entire story if you'd let me finish. Oh, dude. I am so sorry. I was totally in character there, man. You remember, right? As long as no one uses the safe word while yelling at each other, it's all in character and totally not real. Oh, yeah. Damn it. I keep forgetting that. Sorry, man. It's cool, man. You're doing great. And action. 
Oh, yeah? Well, your feet are stupid and your face smells funny. Steve, wasn't there more to the story about Steve the Knight? Oh, yeah. Good call. <clears throat> With all the boobies bouncing around in front of him, Steve could feel his knighthood beginning to stir and decided that perhaps some cool ocean water could subdue his excitement. He strode confidently out towards the lapping waves. Caddy Wampus! Caddy fucking Wampus, dude! That fucking spider's back, yo! And he's seriously looking at me with straight-up death in his beady little eyes! Fuck that shit, bro! Stevie, I love you so much, but you are three seconds from a real flip-out, dude. Can we please focus long enough to finish at least this segment? If we can do that, I can cut together the second half of the show using old audio from the cutting room floor. Yeah. I'm really sorry, man. If that spider would just stop walking around my studio like he owns the place, we'd be fine. I honestly haven't seen a thing so far. But to be fair, you are a way different level of high than me, too. I think the bit that confuses me the most is that after all of this time, you still can't understand how we're using the safe word. Well, why don't we just use it like it's sexy time? Like, when someone's scared and they yell it out and everything just stops. It does make more sense that way, to be fair. Fine. But only in extreme emergencies. We aren't going to be able to keep up with safe words if you guys are going to keep going through them like this. Fair enough. I swear it on my great uncle's wooden ear, only in an emergent whatevers. Okay. The last safe word is bumfuzzle. <laughs> Not a word, Steve. If he fucks this one up, I'm going to kick him so hard in his bum fuzzle, his great-grandchildren will feel it. Fucking damn it! Steve, you're contagious! Welcome into this emergency broadcast of the World News 3 Nightly News, where we have just learned this breaking news that there is a new contagion on the loose. It is prepared to sweep across the greater United States. Symptoms of this new virus are as follows. The inability to remember your safe word definitions properly. Bouts of silliness. Extreme memory loss. If any of those occur, please, do be sure to contact... Oh, bother. I've forgotten. <gasps> oh, God. I've caught steve Nitus. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because, because fuck you, that's why. All right, and we're back. Break was great. I'm sure you guys enjoyed the thing that you heard. It's a person, a place, or a thing. You you loved it. Don't worry about it. Just you loved it. Anyway, that takes us to uh, Steve's sketches. Steve's sketches. They're fucking sketches. He's gonna put some sketches in your fucking face. Sketches. All right, everyone. We need to address the elephant in the room. Where? What? Where's the elephant? I don't see one here with us. <gasps> Augie, there's an elephant in Matt's house. Matt, blink once if you've been taken hostage by a pachyoderm. Blink twice if you're safe. Blink three times if you want me to play Billy Ocean. Oh, God, we can't see him, Steve. He's in Illinois. <gasps> oh, God. Augie, start gathering our peanuts for ransom. Can you read elephant? Can elephants read me? Are all peanuts worth the same amount? I hope it uses letters cut out from newspaper. That'd be super authentic. Steve. 
If we dressed up your ferrets like mice, do you think it would be convincing enough to distract the elephant long enough for a frontal breach? Dave. Elephants are scared of mice. So we dress up your ferrets, send them in, bish, bash, bosh, we win. Steve. Never mind. Matt, say something only you would say, so I know you're a hostage. You're an idiot. <sighs> okay, everyone can calm down. He's safe. Can I continue? Please. My head hurts so much right now. It's probably from the elephant. As you can all hear, we've changed the name of Steve's stories to Steve's sketches. Now, some of you may be asking yourselves, why did you do that? Or, it was a perfectly good segment name. We would generally agree with you, by the way. Correct. Now, that being said, after the 42,140 complaints that we received last week... 143. What? 42,143 complaints. You remember I told you those fans that came up to me and told me they didn't like it? Steven. Yeah? Who are these fans? Me, Amber, and Ashes. What was that? Me, Amber, and Ashes. So like I was saying, after 42,140 complaints, we decided to change it. Now, we here at the Mr. BS Show are dedicated to bringing you the highest quality funny possible within the limits of being totally unfinanced by an anonymous benefactor. Dude, do I have to read the next part like it says to? I mean, it's so corny and not me. I know, but that's what makes it funny. Go on. All right. <clears throat> that's right, Maddie baby. We want to set a new standard for totally unsubsidized podcasts, a level of comedy heretofore unseen by the common man. So without further ado, we bring you Steve's first sketch. Wait, wait what? Your first sketch. R remember, you said you were going to write and perform the first sketch for the segment. N no, 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 no. I never said anything of the kind. In fact, there's no way under any circumstances that I would ever offer to do anything as ridiculous as that, sir. I distinctly remember saying, Ooh, this is awesome. I'm so freaking excited for this. Let me write and perform the first sketch. I promise I won't forget. Shit. I think everyone will agree that this is possibly the highest standard of- Oh, shut up. Can't salvage this. It's a complete cock-up. I mean, seriously, what are we going to put out this week? We cannot keep jerking the audience around like this. I know, but it's not Steve's fault. He tries so hard to be smart and good, but it's always just out of reach. Yeah. Shut, shut up. up. Look, we can salvage this week's show. We just have to find a sketch to fill an unspecified amount of time. Hmm. An unspecified amount of time, you say? No. Who could possibly come up with a sketch at the last moment, in the heat of failure and shame, with the weight of an army of fans' expectation weighing upon them? It's simply not possible. There isn't a soul alive whom could grasp this bull by its horns and wrestle it into submission. Nary a body whom could shrug off such humiliation and create a masterpiece such as you have just described. No, Augustus, we may rest assured that no personage will arrive to save us this day. I can do it. Keanu Reeves! Yeah, it's me, man. Like, I wrote you this sketch on my way over from filming John Wick's Matrix Part 2. 
It's going to be a huge mega hit, man. Anyway, here is the sketch. Stay excellent, brah. To each other. What? Stay excellent to each other. That's what you're supposed to say. I'm Keanu fucking Reeves. If you correct me again, I'll put my boot so far up your ass, you'll be able to excellently floss with my shoelaces. Cha? Yes, sir. Now read your script. I'm out of here. Oh my god, it's Keanu Reeves! We are we already did that. Part. I know, but I really love him. This sketch is really interesting. Yeah, I think it has real potential. Hmm. I just thought of something. What's that? What's what? The thing you said you thought of? Oh, right. How did they name one of the seven deadly sins sloth? They'd never seen one in Egypt or Liechtenstein or whatever. What did they do? Just pop over to Brazil real quick to do some research? Maybe they named the animal after the sin. <gasps> yes. I suppose that does check out. Right. I think we can all agree that this sketch is quite good indeed. I'm confused. When does it end? Mm, let's keep reading and find out. And now for something else. Well, that's the password. Shit, I don't know. I haven't read that far. Wrong, you lily-livered scatterbrain nincompoop. That was harsh. Also wrong, you malodorous son of an Eastern European streetwalker. What's the password? Humperdinkle dumplings. No! You stupid, awful, repugnant person for whom all small birds within your vicinity immediately defecate and die? A bit over the top, if you ask me. Okay, I got it this time. What's the password? S'mores Bark. Good God, no! You must be the biggest idiots on the face of the fucking planet! Now get the fuck out of here! I got this one, boys. What's the password? Schmores back. Right. Come on in, chaps. Mind the first step and all that. Hmm. Not sure about that one. I'll give it a B minus. And now, something more else. Hey, you. Short, annoying, and bald. You, you know that we sloths can travel, right? We may be slow, but we aren't incapable of traveling. I don't get it. You asked about how they could name a deadly sin after an animal they'd never seen. I did? Yeah. Huh. As a point of fact, it was my great, 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 great uncle who was in Israel on a journey of personal growth and spiritual understanding who assisted in the naming of the sins. According to him, 
He even helped carve the damn things into stone for them. When did he tell you this? Last week when he got back. I protest! This entire thing is ridiculous and distinctly unfunny. I must inform you that I will be filling out multiple strongly worded complaints that will be of a similar tune, and it will be to those responsible for this programming. Who are you? My name is Hans. Hans what? No, Hans Fats and Giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Why does everyone laugh like this? This is very annoying indeed. You would not like me when I am annoyed. Annoyed Germans are like the third worst people in the world. His last name is Farts and Giggle. (laughs) Silence! I will not stand for this. Well, then maybe you should grab a seat. I'm still confused. When does it end? Now? Hold on now. I have something to say. Elephant, what are you doing here? Are you just going around telling folks I'm a kidnapper? Some sort of hostage taker? Well, that's defamatory. I will have you know that I am familiar with both law and order. And you'll be needing to suit up, Mr. B.S. Show. Damn, I don't have one. What? A suit. I don't have one. This is a terrible sketch. Seriously. Well, you know what they say. What's that? One man's opinion is another man's terrible ending. Boo! 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 So there you go, folks. Our new segment, Steve Sketches. Pray for us and your ears. Is it over now? Good evening and welcome to World News 3 Nightly News. Tonight, we take an in-depth look at the revival of that nostalgic food chain that we all knew and loved growing up. We lovingly remember the silly antics of the wildly dressed employees for whom the personal pins that adorn their uniforms clearly stated their valuable opinions on the world around them. Their clientele would line up starting on Friday evenings and wouldn't abate until Sunday evenings at approximately 10 p.m. local standard time, subject to restriction, modification, and control by each independent owner-operator. We are, of course, referring to possibilities. Their recent and sudden resurgence has led some to wonder how, why, where, and by whom it is all happening. However, for the majority of sheeple, they have been simply reveling in the nostalgic joy of having something else from their childhoods brought back again, not once contemplating the clear and obvious message thereby being sent. That message being, please don't make me think of getting old and eventually dying, for if I cling to my childhood desperately enough, I too shall be like the fantastical Peter Pan and never expire. As an aside, I'd like to personally add that their menu is very reasonably priced within their competitive market. 
they originated bottomless soup and breadsticks. Their loaded potato skins are to die for, and I am completely in love with my waitress, Jeffrey. We sent an undercover investigation team to our local possibilities to suss out what exactly, if anything, is really going on here. Good evening. This is George Faintmeyer reporting to you from outside the possibilities. I am here this evening with my partner, Trudy Affairs. Trudy, please tell the folks at home what we are about to embark on while I finish getting into character. Certainly, George. And good evening, everyone out in TV land. We are going to be playing the roles of a newlywed couple who are going out for a night on the town. Yet in actuality... We will be searching in painstaking detail for any clues as to how this long-dead franchise has been resurrected so quickly. We will be using pin cams hidden in our flair to record every moment for you, our audience and neighbors. Ready to go, George? Just have to put this cap on and I'll be in full character. Unable to break out of it until the mission is complete. I almost got it! Alright, my love, I am ready. Just remember, your name is John, and my name is Connie. Well, of course. What else would they be? Yes, dear, silly me. Welcome to Pastabilities, where they're endless. What? O-M-G. I am so totally sorry let me try that again please i like just started hostessing like not that long ago and i get so confused sometimes like really easily of course no problem thanks <clears throat> welcome to possibilities where we have so many options the possibilities are endless nailed it table for two yes please a romantic table near the kitchen um I'm not sure that I have a romantic table near the kitchen, sir. By its very nature, a kitchen is quite loud and unfortunately distinctly not romantic. Yes, of course. Quite right of you to point out. However, my lovely wife Connie and I met in Bangladesh at a wonderful Mexican restaurant. It was lit solely by candlelight at a table right next to the kitchen. It was the most romantic evening of our lives. And afterwards we made love loudly and passionately on the beach under the Bangladeshian moon. I am certain that we woke the gods at night and that they did not care. Yes, and because of that, John refuses to eat anywhere other than by the kitchen. Especially if it's one of our designated romantic evenings. Um, okay. Whatever you guys want. Follow me, please. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your meal with us. Okay, George. What's the next step? To whom are you speaking, dear? You! No one else is within earshot, so drop the act for a moment. What act? Connie, you're behaving quite strangely, darling. Ugh, my name is Trudy, not Connie. 
and we're here doing an investigative report for World News 3 Nightly News. We're meant to be... Hey there, guys. How are we tonight? <clears throat> good, good. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I mean, the last table only tipped me 30% on a $198 meal, but, you know, no complaints, cheapskates. That's... I mean, it's not like we, the members of the waitstaff persuasion, are living solely on the generous tips you folks leave us because our actual employers abuse a wholly unique American system that is decades out of date and in need of an overhaul, if not complete dismantling, so that they can get away with paying us significantly lower wages than we would normally be acceptable under the pretense of tipping. No complaints, though. Happy to be here with the two of you. Can I get either of you something to drink? I'll have the Stan Adams Springy Autumnal Sunkissed Cider Ale, please. Excellent choice. And for you? Just water for now, thank you. No worries. I'll leave you alone to look over the menu. Be back with the drink shortly. Feeling okay, sweetheart? I figured you'd have gone for the Jaeger Bomb. Yes, of course, John. Just... Don't want to go with strong drinks too early. You do want me to be available for you tonight, don't you? Boy, do I! So, what are you thinking? The slinky purple number? Or the raccoon outfit? What? Not now, John. My apologies, dear. You're you're right. Not in public. Oh, thank God. I I mean, hey, hey, you guys, everything is totally cool. The thing is, the hostess forgot to give you guys your super awesome new flair. Be absolutely sure that you have it pinned to your outfit somewhere at all times while inside the pagoda. I mean, shrine. (laughs) Sorry, I mean restaurant. What happens if we don't? What? Oh, nothing at all, really. It's just that if you don't wear it, our security staff won't know you belong, and we'll be forced to remove you. Nothing too extreme. Well, that sounds great. Thanks so much for getting these to us. Uh, Would have been a real spoiler if we'd accidentally got thrown out of the building. Removed. Whatever. Thanks again. While we have you here, we'd like to put in an order of necromancy nachos, some pioplerons, and loaded potato skins. Thanks. No problem, sir. I'll get those orders in the kitchen right away. Okay, seriously, George, stop f***ing around. That whole thing sounded super sketchy, right? Make sure you keep this flare on you. What's that all about? Also, a pagoda and a shrine? It's all very strange, if you ask me. What do you think? All I can think about is getting you home and into that raccoon outfit. If I'm being perfectly honest, I feel like it's been an eternity since you and I have been able to do some proper canoodling. Jesus, city f***ing Christ! Wait, what are you doing? No, no, please don't. I only left my flare sitting on the table. I can go get it right now. You, you don't have to do this! Please! God, no! Help! Someone! Help me! Please! Wear your flare like you were told, you uncultured swine! Okay, that's more than enough for me. John! You know, I've heard that they keep some really good aphrodisiacs in a special storage room in the back. I'd really love to try one of those tonight. 
I'll uh, ask for some uh, when we order dinner then, uh, my sweet. No, no, no. They won't even acknowledge their existence in public. If you want them, you'll have to stay back there and find them yourself. Then bring them back and we'll put them on our meal discreetly. You can't get caught, though, or we'll be removed for sure. Flair or no flair. For you, my love, I would bicycle to the moon and back. Or steal some freaky shit that's gonna make loving you feel like it's going to the moon. Either one, really. Consider it done. Point me in the right direction and I'm off! It's back there. Look for any weird lights under the doors or listen for strange chanting. The aphrodisiacs chant? No, no, no. But the, the employees who are putting them away might be chanting along to the music in their earbuds. Uh, I mean, earbuds. Oh, of course. Duh, how silly of me. Chanting aphrodisi whatevers. Ah, what a maroon. I'll be back in no time with something to open your floodgates. Has your husband gone to the restroom? Oh! <clears throat> yes, he's just dashed off to the bathroom. Here are your drinks. Would you like me to come back, or are you ready to order? Um, I will go ahead and order for us. Excellent. What will he be having? How are the Revival Baby back ribs? Splendid. Tender, moist, almost criminally delicious, so I'm being honest with you. The blueberry reduction really puts it over the top. That sounds amazing. What are your thoughts on the freshening fish with Risorgio Mento? Oh, it's wonderfully refreshing and light on the palate. I personally feel it has a rejuvenating quality to it, and the Risorgio complements the dish perfectly as well. Wonderful. I did have one other quick question before ordering. Please. It's just that I don't see any pasta on the menu. Very true, ma'am. But the restaurant is called Postabilities. I don't see your point. Postabilities. Pasta's in the name. Listen, lady. They don't even ask me what day of the week I want to have off. Let alone give me creative fucking control over the menu. Now, are you going to order or are we going to jump ahead into the script to when your husband comes back? My apologies. We'll have an order of ribs. A Postabilities burger cooked medium well, and two personal awakening apple pies, please. Thank you. No problem at all. I'll be back with your appetizers as soon as they are ready. Ow! John, you, you made it back. Connie, we must leave immediately. Did you find the aphrodisiacs? What? Oh, yes, uh, here you are, my love. Oh. Thank you, dear. Well, if you found him, why do you look so pale and why must we leave? I saw terrible things in that room, Connie. Large men in hooded cloaks. But they weren't men, Connie. They were twisted, evil things with faces unlike anything I've ever seen or imagined. They were using wicked looking knives to sacrifice men, women, and children to some altar. 
from which a pale green light shone outward in all directions. From within its viridian hues, the whole affair was akin to a horror movie come to terrible life. You saw all of this. You for sure got a clear look at it, like with your flare in full view. Absolutely. Shook me to my core. Excellent. Then mission accomplished, I'd say. Oh, thank God. Let's get out of here, Trudy. Leave a 50 and let's go. It was so messed up, man. I mean, who would have thought all that was going down at possibilities? Necromancy, murder, bribery, unsafe cooking conditions. Anyway, have you still got that shit I grabbed? Yeah, right here. No reason to let it go to waste. We can drop some of that, smoke some weed I've got back in the hotel room, and forget about the last two hours while practicing those tantric sex positions I was telling you about. If you're up for it. Fuck yeah! I'm wearing crotchless panties for a reason, Georgie! Well, there you have it, folks. A truly terrifying story. Brought to you by World News 3 Nightly News Team. I know some of you will be shocked by what you have just seen. But the truth is, you're all sheeple. So who's listening to you anyway? Our undercover investigative team has uncovered truly horrific scenes that will likely result in a proverbial slap on the wrist to this franchise's owner and have literally no consequences to the company as a whole. Hopefully, with the benefit of time, perspective, and wisdom, we can all learn to understand the information derived from this program. Its conclusive evidence is this. The cost of nostalgia is black magic and ritual sacrifice. Thank you all, and good night, Lorraine.